Welcome to the Move Your Life Podcast. This is the show where we talk to successful and interesting people around Mount Pleasant on how to move your life in the direction you want it to go. Tonight's topic, we're going to talk about goals. Here on the Move Your Life Podcast, we're going to help you map your life and get what you want when you want it, kind of. Okay, so I'm this ro- is... Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we actually also... Um, apparently our names are not in the intro. Thought they were. My name's Ryan Holm. And my name is Darren Logan. So, when you think to yourself, what makes a successful person actually successful? Now, I've read this book called Push by Shalene Johnson. It's a New York Times bestselling book, and it's pretty much all on goal setting. This is something that'll definitely separate you from everybody else, at least in a broader aspect. So... Goal setting is something extremely important and many people in the industry, whether you own a business or you're an athlete or pretty much whatever you have in your life going on, goal setting can help you organize it. So like I said, I'm going to be talking on this book called Push and honestly, it's ingenious. Shalene Johnson, if you guys don't know her, she is an entrepreneur. She started multiple million dollar businesses. She makes podcasts talking about stuff a lot like we do as far as lifestyle and help. As well as she's the person you'll probably see on Turbo Fire and some other workout DVDs. She's everywhere in the fitness community and in the self-help community. And she's honestly an inspiration. So I wanted to share a little bit of her life-changing advice. So she said, the first thing you really need to do is make a list of goals. I guess you could kind of think of this as pre-writing for an essay or whatever. Basically, you're just going to think of a whole lot of things you would like to change in your life. You're going to make a list of it. Anything is, everything is welcome. Like a to-do list, kind of? Sort of. Like, you know, think about what is something you really want to accomplish in the next six months or the next year. Okay. It can be super broad. It can be whatever. But specifically around 10 or so because later you're gonna organize that list. So what you wanna do is you wanna think of how can I guess, how can I move towards my goal? What's my goal life? A lot of people say I wanna be happy. So try to think of goals that will make that happen. One of them, I I guess, let's, let's think of some goals that'd be easy to accomplish. So you wanna get better grades because most people listening to this are probably college students. So that's kind of like a get smart goal, as you would say. Yeah. Maybe a fitness and health goal. Maybe a sure. happiness goal where you're trying to do something that simply only makes you happy. It's not for anything like that. Maybe a work or school-related goal. Um, and then maybe just simply a goal that will help you maintain everything else. So the whole idea is developing one singular push goal. You're going to have a list of all these different things that you want to accomplish that will definitely move you towards where you want to be. But you'll realize that a lot of them have a lot of things in common. So, for example, when I started this year, I thought from a year from now, I really want to lose some weight. I want to get better grades because I didn't do as well in my first semester as I really wanted to. I wanted to get better at a few things. And I wanted, there was just a lot of different goals that I really wanted to do. But I realized that after looking at them all and realizing I need more time in the day because I do not have enough time to manage my school and try to get a job and try to maintain this job and the five co-curriculars I'm in, as well as trying to spend time with my family and doing things that you know I enjoy, like playing music or making YouTube videos. So I realized that I really need more time. But after thinking about it for a week or so, I realized it's not necessarily I need more time. It's the fact that I need to use my time better. Right. I was not getting a whole lot of sleep. I was studying a lot, but it wasn't very productive because I was tired all the time. So I realized maybe I need to sleep more. So 
So I simply made that change. I started making myself go to bed earlier and waking up a little bit earlier, not much, but actually getting eight to 10 hours of sleep every night. Sometimes I get seven, but you know, that estimation where I can wake up and feel refreshed. That has caused me to do better in school because when I focus, I'm studying, it allows me to actually think better and recall that information better. And then I'll, if I don't have to spend as much time studying or I'm, I significantly increase my grades, made them a lot better, I can start using my time other areas. I feel like I've done better in, I've, you know, like I said, I wanted to do better at things that make me happy. So I've increased the quality of a lot of the projects I've, I've been doing. I've, put, I've been able to spend more time in music, something that I enjoy. But more importantly, I've also been able to spend a lot more time with my family because that makes me really happy. So it can be as simple as that. This is what she would call as your push goal because I simply changed one thing. It was one of my goals was to get more sleep, but that significantly changed everything else. Just doing that one goal. Like it led not, into them. Exactly. Like that. doing that one goal knocked out like four or five or six other goals. And then it just simply put me where I want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is a thing that she definitely recommends. Obviously, she's written a best-selling book about it, and she's given this mantra to many, many successful business owners, and it's significantly helped people around the nation. So I wanted to tell you guys this because I feel like our podcast is a way where you can take a few minutes out of your day to hopefully learn something and improve your life or move your life, like we say. Well, I guess, what what did you say that... Uh, I guess that central mantra was, um, or just is, if you could condense all that down into just one central idea or one sentence. Well, I guess it would just go down to try to find one thing that'll improve multiple areas of your life. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, like time or sleep. I guess that makes sense. Um, Well, one thing I actually want to talk about or something I've been noticing and just scheduling my goals is there's this idea of if you're kind of like doing a goal or an activity that's like maintaining something or compounding what i mean by that is i feel like there's a lot of tasks we could do that are progressing towards a goal but um just kind of like getting up doing them they disappear you get up do them they disappear uh i'll give you an example maybe i'm um i'm learning german on duolingo um you do that five minutes every day you technically are going towards something. You're going to the end goal of completing Duolingo. And it's good. It's a good goal. It's not a bad goal to have. It's fine. Um, but if you really want to make that maximum use, you might try and find something that compounds. It leads into different areas. Like when you do this thing, you, when you do thing goal A, you become better at then B and C and D. Like getting more sleep or you start working out in the morning, not only are you in better shape, now you have more energy for your day. So it's not only just doing something and disappearing. It's actually doing something that's affecting other areas. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you just said, like, like, you know, you get up and you work out or something in the morning. Oh, yeah. Well, that is it, it increases your endorphins. It makes you happy. It makes you think better. It makes you focus better. So simply doing that for some people could definitely help their day. They could make them happier. And then when they go to work or they're going to school, whatever they're doing, they are probably able to focus and think a lot more clearly and able to perform a lot better. And then when you perform better, you inherently have more time to do more of the things you enjoy. Right. And, well, it, it's one of those... Um, I feel like with tackling different... Um, tasks, goals, whatever, I feel like there is, you can go about things in the wrong way. Uh, so you're saying about like doing things, but you don't know if you're like doing them effectively or like managing your time the best. 
I definitely think that is a big factor that you do have to realize that, oh, I'm spending all this time on this thing when realizing that that's not the end-all be-all that you have to spend this huge chunk of. Um, one thing that I'll definitely, um, this is more of a broader, I guess, idea, but I know that in just um, my career in, like, or in the creative field, I see a lot of people talking about, have you heard 10,000 hour rule? Um, it's basically if you do something for 10,000 hours, you'll become a master of it. So if you if you paint for 10,000 hours, you I might actually be getting the number wrong. It's some number. I think it's around <laughs> 10,000. So if there's a listener out there being like, it's 8,500, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think it's 10,000 hours, where if you do it that specific amount of time, you'll become a master in it. So it's, it's sculpting, dancing, whatever. And I saw someone commenting about the, on this in an article that it was very basic idea, but it really blew my mind, is throw that idea out the window, because here's the thing, you can do it 10,000 hours, but you can also do it 10,000 hours in the wrong way. You, if, you do, if you do it for that time, like just doing something more, or like pushing more effort into something, doesn't magically make it better. And uh, I mean, it might, uh, it might be an efficient way to go about something, you might get better at it, but, um, there are also ways to do that, yeah, compound, tackle things better. Um, and I see it a lot in the creative field, actually, where uh, people try and just hammer out something rather than, you know, take some time, slow down a bit, maybe get some uh, tutor, read some books. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I think I know what you're saying. And I think that one of the really important things about goal setting that people like to th overlook or this is, I think this is one of the reasons why people set goals or resolutions or whatever you want to call them and don't succeed. It's really important to think of an attainable, measurable goal. Oh, yeah. Like I said, let's say I want to get more sleep. I'm getting four hours of sleep every night. That's not going to work. I want to get eight hours of sleep. That's something I can easily do. I can measure that. If I'm only getting six, I know I'm not meeting my goal. Or if you're doing fitness, I want to spend 30 minutes and do fitness every single day, which would be great. But it's important to realize that you you don't stop. Like, when you hit that 30 minutes, that's not done. Because we all know that you can be doing things the wrong way. Like, you know, you spend 10,000 hours doing only push-ups and sit-ups. You're not going to get the results you want. If you spend 10,000 hours doing something the wrong way, you're not going to actually be improving. Yeah, you'll get better at it. But I honestly feel that if you're not actually critically thinking and trying to improve and actually doing more of something and trying to gain deeper understanding of how it can help, I don't think it's actually going to help. Well, I think also a way to combat that is really simply asking, hey, am I going about this thing in the best way, whatever, that, I don't know what goals our listener or listeners have. Uh, it could be, like for me, um, one. I have two... I guess goals I'm really looking at right now. Uh, one is the whole fitness thing. I'm a very skinny man. I'd like to be a muscular man, so I'm trying to work out and gain weight. And um, there's these. If you go on, uh, if you're a fan of the site Reddit and go to the subreddits, there's these two great like kind of uh, sister subreddits. Uh, there's gain it and lose it. Uh, for packing on muscle or like losing fat or whatever. And then they have all these great guides on. Um, 
I don't know, just meals, workouts, besides that it's a community that you'd be like, I'm having trouble with this. And like five people will come on and be like, all right, here's how you get over that. And it's great support. But I've been going on things like that to make sure, am I going about this the great way? The other goal I have is um, I'm trying to also just like work into my career or like I'm trying to get into stand-up comedy and get paid for it for career. And that's a whole that's a whole weird life. Um, and then every day I'm trying to figure out not is this just a hobby for me or am I actually going about this the best way to actually try and get out there and make it. Um, and it's actually this is um, a note I had on here is um, I think we've actually already kind of touched on this that like the going about things in the right way. But I mean in the entertainment field there are a lot of people I feel that. They're, they're pursuing things professionally, but not like uh, just like when you talk to people, if, hey, do you want to go in this for a career? They say yes, but then when you look at the steps they're taking, the answer is no. And I okay. feel like I've been doing that actually a lot recently with my um, with comedy, where I've been pursuing it as a hobby and be like, this is fun. But it's like you don't do it when it's fun. You do it every day uh, and you work at it because it's your career. So have you changed any kind of goals? Like, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really exactly know how that kind of works. Can you maybe, like, explain to me or them it, how exactly you turn your hobby into a career or how you actually you go kind of go about that? Basically, it, it's really simple, actually. Um, it's just a lot of people don't, they figure out the answer very easily and they don't like it. So they think there must be something else, but the real answer is there's not. Like, even you say you don't really know uh, maybe how a comedy would work, the thing is, you kind of do, is everyone, if you want to get into stand-up comedy specifically, you just write jokes, and then you tell them, and those are the two steps, and literally it's just that over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, um, and to me, it, more specifically, it's writing every day, writing every day, not, oh, I should write more often, that's a general goal. Every day you make time, whether it's five minutes, whether it's two hours, you have to keep writing. Um, and then, actually, a big thing that I've talked to professionals, um, these people have been on Comedy Central, have came down here, talked to them, they say you want to get on stage like five times a week. Uh, in Michigan, that's not exactly possible. It is, but you have to drive like two hours to perform five minutes in some shady club, and you don't get paid. Mm -hmm. uh, to get um, so instead of that, I'll try and perform more often. Right now, I'm um, doing a show at uh, the Dreamer Coffee Shop. They have like an open mic every Thursday, so I just asked them, "Hey, can we come? Can me and a few of my friends come in and do comedy every week?" They're like, "Sure." That's a How's way. that going? It's it's nice. Uh, there's a crowd of about like five people, but hopefully there'll be six people this Thursday, yeah. and then maybe after that seven, and you know it grows. Hopefully, yeah, that'll get better. But it, it is that thing of, um, I realize, well, actually, here's this great story, is just watching Facebook. There was this guy, this last show we did, it was sometime in January, it was one of his first times doing comedy, it was either his first time or, like, his second time going up, and he did, everyone else did great, everyone was getting laughs and applause, and he went up there, and he might have gotten like one chuckle during his like five minutes and he left just so like devastated and that look of like, I messed up. 
And I've seen a lot of people with that look and that like mentality, and then they just give up, and I just don't see them again. And it's really sad. But then I just saw the same guy. Uh, he was contacting me about wanting to come down here and perform again. I saw him do a post that he just uh, performed 24 times in the past three months about getting up. And it's like, that's a man who, even though it's not the fun side of, um, oh, this is a hobby, but realizing, like, I really want to make changes here, tackling it even when it's uncomfortable, um, which it's again, it's like you're trying to think of oh, what's the answer? It's not complicated. It's just uh, Not the fun answer. It's you got to go even when it's uncomfortable to whether it's um, it's like me trying to go up on stage or whether you are trying to Maybe go to the gym when it's early and cold oh My gosh, I, I know what you mean though. Like that seems really difficult. I I obviously don't have experience standing up in front of people and trying to be funny, so I don't think I'm very funny, but... But see, here, I actually want to... Uh, it is like that mentality I've heard of people, that they build up this thing of uh, um, this, um, was it, um, molehill into a mountain? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, there's some phrase out there like Turning that. Turning a molehill into a mountain? Yeah, uh, where it is really big, trying to make it into this big thing. Oh, I could never do that. Yes, you could. It's literally like when you're at a party... And talk, telling jokes to your friends and getting them laughing. That's all it is. There's nothing different. There is no magic. I've gone around all across the state. I've, um, for Laugh Fest, that's all it is. There's no, like, magic. And I feel like people do put up barriers. I'm using this as a specific example. But don't get me wrong. This applies to many areas in life. Yeah, for sure. I feel like we are our biggest, our own biggest barrier many times. That's definitely true. Like for like you know going back to the story, um, it's it's hard when you fail. It's really hard if you can you know put your heart in something and gain uh, clearly gain the courage to stand up in front of however many people and start you know, it's it's completely it's so very vulnerable. I can only imagine how vulnerable that can be. Is to you know take something that you work really hard on and something you're really passionate about, go in front of people, perform and. Come basically be rejected in a way like I, I that hasn't really happened to me and at least in that sort of way never had to do something like that but that seems like something very difficult to rebound from well I feel like even if you haven't done that maybe you've had um, maybe you've had a paper uh, you've worked really hard on or um, and I'm trying to think of like general examples that can apply to a lot of yeah. people um, I feel like all works a big thing or it could be maybe if you're <laughs> at a job and you've got that weird customer. Well, if you work in customer service, you've encountered the weird customer, and they just ruin your day, and then you question your worth as a human being. Uh, I feel like this could almost be applied to a dating life in a way. Yeah, Like definitely. how the dating works. Like, you, you try really hard and just get rejected. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that. Okay, that got sad. Okay, oh, no, <laughs> we're not going to go on that. Because... Well, no, I feel like even, even then, it's the idea of going out and trying and you're thinking like, oh, how do I get success? There's no magic formula. It's just you try, you fail, you learn, you try again, you succeed. And you, with the knowledge you gained from failing. Well, speaking of failing, I'm, I'm a firm believer that when you fail at something, when you try really hard and you don't do well enough at something, that is definitely one of the best ways to learn something. I've had it countless times where I've tried really hard and then messed up. Like, whether it was, you know, super small or super big, you know, whatever. Like, perfect example of something that's really small and didn't matter. We were going out to this really cool 
It's part of uh, co-curricular I'm in. We traveled to a nice little news station that was really nice. We're like, okay, everybody bring stuff. And my whole, and I was going, for, you know, obviously for experience, but one of my main purposes of going was to take my camera and take pictures and get some video and really make something nice for the society. And I get there, I have all my equipment, and I'm ready, ready to go, walking with my camera, turn it on, forgot my battery. The entire day, the entire expectation Aww. and plan and everything I had written and done, to, ready to do, it's all, like, thrown away because I was an hour away. So I could drive home and get my battery over an hour away, and I couldn't take pictures or video. I mean, that wasn't a big deal. Obviously, no one cared. Like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. People took pictures with their iPhones, and it was all it was all fine and dandy. But it was just the fact that everybody was kind of relying on me, and I had all this planned out, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom. I forgot one key aspect. It all went down the drain, and I felt so bad the whole day. Like the next day, I was, you know, it was just like, gosh, how how could I do that? I hope I never do that again. And now I filmed half a dozen things or more, and I've never forgot it again. I make sure I have like a nice little checklist because I feel like as soon as you really kind of mess up or like make a big mistake like that, okay, granted it's not that big. You're gonna learn from it. You're well, definitely gonna move like, on. Because the idea of failure it goes from conceptual to real. Um, it goes from just the, like this statement that means nothing to like when you experience it. You're like, that's what that statement means, um, and that really solidifies it. There's um, you know, one thing I, just, uh, I have written down here. I want to talk about before we hit our time is um, okay. The story I saw uh, it was this girl who was she was um five foot four uh 220 pounds in a year uh she dropped down to 135 pounds uh which is which is a lot in the year and good yeah, for, for her sure. and she actually had uh after like kind of making this poster this article about it uh she was kind of responding to people and she lived she was able to do it she said through just these two principles um or just they were kind of the two halves to the same principle that it was, she was focusing on um, on a day, on the day-to-day goal, instead of um, the general idea of getting healthier, rather than the goal of that. She looked at uh, benchmarks and tasks. Uh, the two halves that she was talking about was literally just uh, diet and daily tasks. Uh, so just losing weight didn't really mean anything, but eating 1,500 calories and counting them out, um, or doing like 10 push-ups today, is that's something that's very measurable and it's a lot easier than this gigantic cavernous roadblock that it is yeah. getting in shape. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. I meant to talk about that earlier and I completely forgot about it, but it that kind of like goes along with the thing of make attainable goals. Now, I, I don't like talking about New Year's resolutions because they're 98% failures. No one actually takes them seriously. Okay, but you know, think of a typical um, New Year's resolution. I'm going to lose weight cool and at the end of the year you might lose five pounds like okay i lost weight even though your goal in your head might have been 25 pounds you didn't do it but like whatever you know it's it's not a big deal you have to really think of attainable goals that are actually meaningful you you can't just simply leave something so broad because if you leave something that broad you are setting yourself up to failure if you're going to compromise yourself that way you're literally just letting yourself fail like you said with her she obviously 
losing weight isn't easy. You have to look oh, at a lot of yeah. different things. So, like you said, which I'm assuming she was on a diet plan, which means you have to count your calories. You have to oh, yeah. really pay attention to your nutrition. Because without nutrition, you're not going to get amazing results. And then she has to motivate herself of working out every day. Now, if you think to yourself, I want to get healthier, cool. But, but it's like healthier, it, what does that mean? Yeah, but right? if you go, I have to work out today, and I want to maintain this calorie. And, and today I do like, it. I'm going to do this many push-ups, this many sit-ups at this time. Exactly. And then when you do it, it's like, okay, you feel good. It gives you a nice little, and it's like a little boost in a way. It makes you a little bit more confident, and you're ready to do it again. And the next day, you maintain it again. And then if you don't get it, it's like, oh, whatever. It's, you know, it sucks. You know, it kind of makes you feel bad a little bit. But then the next day, you make sure you work out and you make sure you hit that. So even though your huge goal is I'm going to lose weight or be healthier or whatever, having smaller goals that will add up to that goal are almost more important in a lot of different ways. I'd also want to tackle add on to the, um, the obtainable goals is I had this idea, like this idea written down here of shoulds versus goals. What I mean by that is, you were even talking earlier about how you only have a limited amount of time in the day to do all these things. Yes. I think that if you start adding on to like, oh, I want to get in shape, and then I want to learn to skateboard, then this <laughs> language, and to juggle, and then I want to be president, and I also want to become a horse. Uh, like, the, if you start adding on all these things, first of all, like, you're going to, um, you're going to drive yourself insane. And I think a lot of people actually uh, do this, where they like start thinking about all these things and they end up doing none of them. And I think a big part of the reason is we see a lot of uh, pressure from just people around us, even social media, to think that um, maybe you see someone go on a trip and you're like, oh, I should learn uh, this language. Or you see someone doing this, you're like, oh, I should do that. But then people don't do it, I think, is because they feel like they should, but it's not actually their goal. And I think it's completely fine to have one or two goals that you want to focus on. Focus on those two, then accomplish them, then actually accomplish them. I think you'll actually do a lot better. Like I said, for me, I'm just, I have the two right now. Focus, be funnier, be fit. I mean, there you go. Okay, so I figured, like, we should probably start closing All up. Right. So I figure for our challenge, I guess it would be easier um, first of all, if you want to know more, obviously, if you go to Shailene's podcast or go to her website, you're going to learn a lot more, and she's definitely going to explain her program a lot better than I could. I just kind of wanted to get people exposed to it. But roughly, your challenge for you guys is to think of 10 goals. Think of goals where not necessarily you should do or things that will make other people happy, but think of 10 really meaningful things that you think you can accomplish in the next three to six months. You know, maybe even sooner. Just write them down and keep them organized and then look at them every day. Because if you can do that, then you can really kind of gain meaning and really see what it is you're trying to accomplish. And then hopefully you'll start accomplishing these goals that you've been meaning to do for a while. So you have anything else? Uh, no, that sounds great. Um, so I just, I'll throw now. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Um, Again, my name is Ryan Holm. My name is Theron Logan, and don't forget to move your life.